wanted to start this podcast very professionally and say today we are going to be joined by Samara Ryan on the Spiritual Trady Podcast. Hello, Samara. What's up? Oh, Samara! He ruined it. Ever since the man who handed Prince a standard wince convinced his nan that ham and cheese was jam and mince, his family winced. What the damn is this? I don't know. Yeah, I know, me either. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought I'd kick it off with a bit of poem. Pim. A little pim. Patrick. A little bit of pim. Oh, you, yes. Um, so we're back with the spiritual bogan. <laughs> happening? Uh, lots has been happening since we last spoke. What's been happening in your world? Oh, my world, my world. The last time we spoke was that you just come back from Thailand, is that correct? And you were like... Bali. Bali, sorry. And yeah. you, were, you were putting the pieces back together after having a bit of a, a rebound from your spiritual practice and life was crumbling. I was. I sort of feel like the last time we spoke and a couple of... Um, Little things that we did that included a meditation and a fire ceremony really yes. blew the top off. Oh, it popped your top, you reckon? It popped my top. <laughs> it popped the top off me. And you went a little. You, you went a little bit dynamic, didn't you? After that, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to explain that. To yeah. be honest, try. Okay. Uh. Uh, so I feel like after after that happened, I was like. Almost manic for a few days. Yeah. Minimal sleep, yep. maximum output. We call that woke. <laughs> woke. Con- consciousness was very awake at that she time. Woke. Is that right? Is it, could you say that? Um, Lots of ideas. Yeah, I've got no comparison point to say oh, okay. otherwise. Lots, but of, lots of energy? So much energy. Yeah. That's so much energy. A little bit of expansion was taking place there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it felt good. Good. Felt good. Yeah, I actually remember uh, sending you a text message and you saying you need to sleep. Yes. You're making me anxious. It, I, it was making me anxious. <laughs> I was having a great time. Yes. <laughs> um, so have you integrated that now? Um, well, yeah, I feel like everything's sort of coming together. Mm. Um, and there's definitely a want for me to integrate some, um, yeah, ben- really beneficial things into my life. And I feel like that was the starting point for that. So that's great. Cool. Good result. Yeah. And you've made your debut as a starlet, starlet, starlet? Movie star. Movie star, yeah. You watch this space for the Oscar. Can you tell tell me about it? So, yeah, uh, my housemate, one of my closest friends, he entered. Name drop, please. Mick Shanahan. Mick Shanahan. Watch him. He's the next big thing. Yeah. Um, so he entered a competition with another friend of ours, Jess Newman from Neon Sheep Films. Bam. Bam. Um, Mm. and another mate, Paul Mamone. So they entered this competition called the 48 Hour Film Project. Yeah. And it involved, um, basically getting a genre at six o'clock on Friday evening, mm-hmm. um, which you picked out of a hat. So it could have been comedy, it could have been action, it could have been, yeah. There drama. Was drama. Drama. Drama, drama, drama. Yeah. Um, so there was a few to pick one, a few obscure ones. Yeah. Um, horror. Yeah, yep, there was mm. horror. Yeah. There was fantasy, fish out of water. Yeah. Yeah, so there cool. was few different ones. They picked two out of a hat and then they had to choose one. Mm-hmm. 
and using a brief that included using a light bulb. Yeah. Or um, so there was a couple of things that you had to include in the film. Yes. A light bulb, a salon hairdresser, uh-huh. the name Harry or Holly, mm-hmm. the line, uh, I've never seen anything like it, had to be used within and you had 48 hours from getting your genre to um, write, create, film, edit and submit. What? A short film. Wow. By 6 o'clock Sunday night. Yeah, right. So they got home from the Jam Factory, which is where they got the genre, and yes. it was just full noise. Like the creative energy in that room was mm. was pretty intense. It was it was amazing to see it all unfold. And then to have a final product on Sunday was incredible. So we're going to watch that? We are. Should we watch it now? Absolutely. All right. Do you have it on your phone or something? Or do you watch it yeah. on the computer? No, I can watch it on my phone. All right. Oh. Hey. Brilliant. What did you think? Awesome. It was very good. Thank you. I think, I think you're a natural. Thank you. Yeah, you stole the show. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Keep and, that going. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to refer to you from now on as Amber. Amber. Yeah. Amber. Are they your glasses? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. They are. Cool. So 48hourfilmproject.com. That's right. Mm. Is that where you, you will get to see it? Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to put them all up on there or whether it would just be like the well, winner. They bloody well should put them all up. Tell me about it. There mm. is a screening for all of them on Monday and Tuesday at the Jam Factory. $20 a ticket. Get uh, there. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Very good. That's When is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Is it Monday. Monday, Monday yeah. and Tuesday. Monday ours, and Tuesday. Ours is screened on the Monday, though. All right, cool. Yeah, they split it. There's like 40 teams that entered, but then we're not sure how many actually Submitted by the deadline, because so. mm. it was tight. Forty teams. It was tight. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna have to enter one next time. Do it. <laughs> I'm gonna steal Do you. It. I'm gonna steal the star from their crew. Sorry, Mick. Well, it was interesting because, like, for the most part, like uh, Jesse and and Paul, their backgrounds or their interests lie mostly in comedy. Yep. Uh, comedy driven. So obviously, like. Yeah, being that we didn't get comedy, mm-hmm. um, it was a new experience for those guys too, which was great. What inspired that story? Um, I think it's just very relevant mm. at the moment. Cool. Yeah, very relevant. Yes. Oh. Hi. Yeah. So do, what do we know about this um, postal vote thing? Is anyone counting the votes? Have you been asked to count the votes? I've not been asked Does anyone to you know the count the votes? No. Well, who's counting the votes? I'm not sure. And how can we trust votes. people to count the votes? Who who can we put in? Because we can't trust anybody really, either if they're pro or or against. Then we can't trust them for counting the votes. All we can have, do is have faith in the universe. We should that... probably send the votes overseas <laughs> somewhere, like we do with all the other work we have, and get it done cheaply. Oh gosh. <laughs> and um, and by a non-biased party. Somewhere in India or China or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds great. Mm. Yeah, totally non-biased. Yeah. yeah. Totally non-biased. Or they could just vote yes and do it. Just make the change. Yeah, they could do that too. Yeah. That wouldn't be half as fun though. It's, the fun's oh, yeah, in it's the, been fun. Yeah, the fun's in the, you know, in the like, ooh, it's going to happen. We're going to count the votes. We're going to just let them all sit there and waste paper, mm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we could have easily done that ballot online, I thought, anyway. 
I guess the Should finding have had a the Facebook funny, poll about it. Sorry, you were saying finding the fun in that comes from like the fact that you know recognizing that it doesn't affect us. Yes, it doesn't affect our lives. No, so it's not. I just you know just needs to happen. I think. Yes, I'm sure it will. I want to go to the weddings of my gay friends. Hmm. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I can be a sick time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of glitter. It'd definitely be a big boost for the economy too when you think about it. Right? Yeah. Like no one, would, no one could do a wedding like a gay person could do no a wedding. No one. So no one. It'd just be like fab everywhere. Gosh, I would vote yes just to see what they're like. <laughs> I'm sure that'd be great. And um, yeah, so we're going to have probably eventually someone's going to count the votes. I don't know if they're going to do it by hand or by machine or whatever. But um, And then they're going to have some probably some deliberations in Parliament for a couple of years probably after that to mm. fight about what happens either way. It seems so efficient. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Such an efficient <laughs> process. <laughs> yeah. Yay for efficiency. Yeah. So anyway, back to you. Me. Yes. The yes. star of the show. Do the you have star. any more like aspirations to go, going to take it to Hollywood now that you've, you've is that your cherry popped in the acting Field or yeah, done... well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I um, really struggle with audiences and with public speaking. Yes. Um, and I really struggle in forums where I've expected to to perform in any in any sense. I guess I've always um, felt really anxious yep. and really. How do you explain that feeling? Just that terror, stage fright, that a little terror. Bit. Yeah. yeah, absolute. Mm. Absolute stage fright. Mm. Like um, it's been a big thing of mine that I've like recently been drawing more and more into my awareness as my journey on the spiritual bogan and the blog goes with finding a voice and having the courage to put something out there that I have my name to. Um, So the interesting experience that I had doing the 48-hour film project is that bar like I what I imagine is just your general – everyday bit of nerves, I was totally fine, Mm. very relaxed, very, felt very natural to me. Very capable. Yeah, I wasn't scared, I wasn't worried about the outcome or not being good enough or, so that's been cool to sit with and play Mm. around with a few theories because obviously it comes after having finally been able to integrate a regular meditation practice Um, and it being something that I think about a lot. Yeah. Uh, so or whether it is something that may just be natural to me and that that's why there's no fear yeah. surrounding it. I think it's a combination of a lot of things really, yeah. but um, I found it really exciting. Good. Exciting. So, yeah. Well, Who like knows? Said, next time they do one, let me know and we'll um, have to – Team up. Collaboration. And, yeah, and uh, wipe them all out. Meditation collaboration. <laughs> Meditation collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could even start thinking about maybe doing some little skits and little acts around spirituality and how to integrate that and ah, to normalise it. I like where you're going with this. I like it too. We're gonna, we're gonna, I was going to do some like little videos for Facebook or whatever and be like 108 ways of turmeric and just like – 
funny skits on what to use turmeric for. I love turmeric. Yeah, like I would you, watch you, the shit out of that. <laughs> like you get a flat tire and you run up to it and just sprinkle turmeric on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's all of there's someone. Do you know what? I, well, that's good because I never knew how to sort out a flat tire. So now I know. There you go. You heard it here first. Yeah. Turmeric it up. Turmeric. Yeah. I made a turmeric latte the other day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I found a little bit of a recipe and experimented, play around with it, and I made two cups that I um, gave one to my housemate. And um, after a couple of sips, I asked him how, how it was. Um, so it turns out my turmeric lattes taste like chicken korma. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to happen, is it? Well, I I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he couldn't get past the fact that it tasted like chicken korma yep. and abandoned. Yeah, abandoned right. Abandoned <laughs> the operation. Did you just use hot milk? Coconut milk. Coconut milk. Coconut milk. You don't, you don't use normal cow milk? No. Okay, ever? No. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Mm. Oh, like when you're talking about turmeric you... lattes or yeah. just in general? In general. Oh, no, I'm still having a little bits yeah. of cow milk, Me too. cow's milk with um, mm. my coffees. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh. But I made the turmeric latte with coconut milk. Okay. Mm. Very good. And Maharishi honey. Ooh. Oh. It sounded very... Very, um, Maharishi. Maharishi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maharishi means great seer. Make, means what? Great seer. 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 Oh, like like like, like vision. Yeah. I was like seer. No, no. <laughs> great seer. <laughs> yeah, great catch. Catch your boy. It does now. <laughs> what does Maharishi mean? Great seer. <laughs> So whenever whenever someone says, "Oh, here I've got your coffee," you go Maharishi and then Maharishi. piss off. <laughs> so, like, what do you mean? Great, see ya. See ya. Oh, right, that's, that's see brilliant. Ya. We've just oh, made it. That's my new sign off. Cool, done it. Every time Maharishi. I say goodbye, Maharishi. <laughs> oh, jeez, amazing. Feel free much. to borrow that, guys. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you want a turmeric latte? I can make one. Oh, I would love a turmeric latte. All right, this podcast needs to be stopped for a turmeric latte. One moment, please. Oh. So we're back. We've got our turmeric lattes now. It's so good. Yes, we're back online. Mm. Um, yeah, something that's come, been come. I don't know where we left off. I've forgotten. It's been that long since we just left and made our turmeric latte. <laughs> so, yeah, where, where are, something that's been coming up for me lately. Yeah, is um is one about understanding versus curiosity, and um we tend to chuck uh, us an example, please. Like, okay, um. We tend to think that our reality is a fixed thing and and we try to understand it. And then if we understand what a plant is, then we say, okay, that plant is this. We put a label on it. We put it in, a, in, our, in our mind, in our consciousness. We put it in a box and then it's done. We know what a plant is, right? But when, when we become curious about what everything is, then we can see that everything has infinite depth. And so if you look at a plant, and you look at it for long enough and contemplate on a plant from within that experience. From a curious. Yeah, being curious about the plant, it's, it'll start telling you stuff about itself. Like it'll inform you of what it is. Yeah, and, and so how it's it, expanding on what you already thought you knew for certain. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I feel like that's, yeah, once you feel like, once you think you've got an understanding of something based on your current perception yes. and your current way of looking at the world. Then you're right. You put it in a box and you leave it there, and you think that you don't need to investigate that any further. There's no need to 
And then so you start applying that restricted view of something. Yes. To everything. To everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you, you, you lose curiosity and then um, it, can't, it can't inform you anymore of, of what it is. And it might be, like you said, in a different state, in a different time of your life, something might have a different meaning or a different purpose or whatever. Yeah, I think we can all relate a time where that's happened. Yeah. Where we've acknowledged a shift in perception of something. Mm. Um, and it's about generating more those times more often. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I so like that. That's what's been coming up lately. Not not needing to understand, but being curious, and then um, because understanding is in the mind, and you lo- use logic to rationalise it, you deduct it down so you know what it is. But from being emerges knowing. And it's it's in your actual natural state that you that you know. Mm-hmm. So when you're not trying to understand and you're curious and allowing it to inf- allowing the world your reality to inform you, then knowing will arise out of your own being, which is interesting. Very, mm. very. I like that. Yeah. No more understanding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing. Yeah. Mm. But it arises spontaneously. Yeah. Like love. Like you can't you can't create some some structures to make love, but it it arises naturally, you know. Absolutely, it's the same thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> sure. So what else? <laughs> I just peeled the skin off my turmeric latte, mm. and I've just laid it over the side of the cup. You don't want to eat it? Not yet. It's pretty filthy, isn't it? Mm, leave it. <laughs> leave it for Ron. Ron. Turmeric latte skin. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> uh, any other great cognitions from Chamara lately? Great what? Cognitions. Cognitions. Perceptions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, Let me know. Um, there's just been a whole, like, there's been a whole heap of stuff really. Um, but I, it's, I think it's like part of a greater... You know, it's little bits of here that don't feel like they've got any meaning when they come up or at the time. Mm-hmm. But then um, later on in when you apply it to an entire situation, mm-hmm. it's, it makes so much more sense. In reflection. Yeah, yeah. reflection. Mm. Good old reflection. Yes. Yeah. So that's and, and cool. And I think the reason is that we can't see the things in the moment is because we're in a, in a bit of a stressed state. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. You're not applying that, the emotion you have in that moment yeah. when you reflect. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Mm. I, um, I am very excited about the fact that there's been a few situations of late that have come up that are very similar to situations that I experienced 12 months ago and being able to see this enormous change in mm. how I respond, react, just my whole perception towards those that I know for a fact would have been crippling, crippling, or yeah, just mm. just very different yeah. in their own way. Like whether whether or not it crippled me, like yeah, or the, yeah, yeah, it, it would bind you to a certain amount of re- response. Yeah, and you're now able to view it with a wider lens. Yeah, so it's sitting there knowing in that moment, like because there's still that initial, like initial draw to go back to that. Yeah. That initial. The ruts are very deep. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and something happens and it was like recognising, knowing, having that knowing of how I would usually feel, mm. it was still there. Yeah. Like that feeling was still there, but being able, it's so much more pliable. Mm. Like, you got a bit of space to say, oh, I can see that I'm feeling this. Yeah, and I'm exactly. not, but I'm not, I'm not the feeling anymore. I'm, I'm seeing that there's a feeling there. Yeah. And it's, it's empowering because you're mm. like, I have a choice now. Yeah. You know, now that I, now that I know that that's happening. Yeah. Um, I have a choice now about what I want to do next mm. and it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's only, it's not any really big, significant, life-changing it, it is things. completely life-changing though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It really is. Mm. It really is. When you start to see the small ways that all of this thing, um, is coming into effect. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's a big motivator. Yeah. Big motivator. Mm. Especially I think, you know, so I reflect on some of the funny conversations we had when we first met and the amount of resistance I had to things that would and then I would realise or I would start having that feeling yep. that, you know, and I would be, ah, oh, like that's what he's, <laughs> that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I get it now. <laughs> I can only like, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Put it out there and if you want to pick it up, you pick it up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But from that, from those interactions with you, I've noticed mm. that now where I would usually hold up big resistance or start arguing all mm. the reasons that I can't or it won't, I just step into it and do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, you know. Surrender. Surrender. Mm. That's our friend. Surrender is yeah. our friend. Yeah. It very much is our friend. Mm. And I find the things that I used to want to talk in circles about, I don't I don't have that need anymore. Yeah. Like I want to talk around in circles about why that was happening, why I was feeling that, what was, you know, all the reasons, what could I blame? Yeah. What was what could I deflect? What could I avoid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that's gone. Mm. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, well, no, it, it comes and goes in layers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. But that's, yeah, I think I think for anyone, anyone that's starting on their, on any sort of a journey, yeah, whether it's spiritual, whether it's weight loss, whether it's relationships, when you start seeing those little, that feedback and those little results. Little wins. Yeah. yeah. There's no better motivator. Oh. I'm sure there's plenty of people that can relate to um, the triggers involved when it comes to nutrition and food and mm. and how it can be abused sometimes. And so I feel like it's been something that I've always struggled with. Mm. Um and always, you know, with fluctuating weight and self-image and um, health and all of the things, food is such a big aspect in so many yeah. areas. A big connected to your emotional states as well, you're saying Absolutely. Offline. The yeah. very core of my eating patterns are emotional. And that's conditioned from I've, childhood? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So um, I've recognised that every... Every emotional state from when I was a child was mm. somehow somehow related to food. So celebrating with food, commiserating with food, rewarding with food. Self-soothing. Punishment with food. Mm. Like, yeah, everything yeah. had this, like, food amount on it. Yeah. Um, and so I find that I was, yeah, I've carried that into adult. 
childhood in so many ways, like it's so mm. embedded into my being to basically eat for every single reason except for hunger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting that you actually pulled out the except for hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I feel like I've I've I can manage yeah. the 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 emotion of hunger. Yeah. Well, I never need to because I'm never <laughs> hungry because I always eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's uh I like that. That's that comes with as well being identified with your emotions without having that space to see the separation of like, okay, I'm feeling an emotion where you're like, okay, I'm now hungry. I'm now sad. I'm exactly. now happy. And instead of being like, oh yeah, bit of yeah, space. They yeah. They were all separate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even, I guess not even re- mindless, just completely mindless. Like, yeah. you know, the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever associate the fact that I was sitting on the couch eating chocolate or chips. I would never associate it with how I was feeling yeah. at the time. Mm. Um, because I think because as well, it's, it's taken a long time to get to that because there's so many emotional triggers. It's not just when I'm sad. Mm. It's not just when I'm happy. It's not just when I'm anxious. Mm. So, you know, I had to break it down into each individual. Okay. Like I feel like that and food is still the trigger. Mm. I feel like that and food is still my go-to, you know? So yeah, that's taken a bit. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. Yeah. You've come to it. Yeah. Start bringing in some healthy options. And Absolutely. Educating on all the good stuff. Absolutely. So mm. that's the next that's the next little phase for me, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything popped into your awareness of late? My awareness? Yeah. Just like I said, the understanding and curiosity. Yep. And letting go. Letting go. Letting go of the need to control the future. Yeah. It's been a big one. Yeah, that's interesting when we were having that conversation actually because like that's another conditioning I guess we all have these. Mm. My first question to you was so what now? What's yeah. next? What else have you thought about? What exactly. are you going to do instead? And so, I'll, I'll clear, clear this up because people will be listening going, what are they talking about? So the thing is we, I was supposed to be going to do my teacher training in January and um, the let's say I've received feedback um, from the universe, yeah, I'll say, like it. Uh, from intuition that um, I was holding on to controlling an outcome in the future and that it was causing me a lot of suffering in the present and I had to let go of that in order to, um, you know, make space for what's about to come. Yeah, so, absolutely. And then, yeah, you're, like you said, your Yeah, so I guess for me we've was, been, the whole time I've known you, we've been talking about this particular outcome Yeah, for you. That's mm-hmm. been the goal and that's been, you know, the steps you've been taking to get there. So when, uh, as soon as I found out that that was no longer going to be happening, my first my first go-to was to say, well, now what? And yeah. project project that conversation into the future. Yeah. So it was interesting for you to pull me back on that. I wonder how often that's happening now that it's in my awareness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. And a couple of people have said the same thing. And I think that the whole point of letting go is to not grab onto something else. Yeah. To yeah. Not, to not let go of the boat. And that's grab a big the, one, isn't it? Raft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And like, I guess all the way through the sort of journey of consciousness and spirituality kind of thing um, is is about letting go. And I guess it's the, it's the meaning that people apply to letting go. Like, yeah. 
you letting go of uh, that particular yeah. way mm. doesn't necessarily mean letting go of the goal or exactly. abandoning the yeah. – yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people um, get a bit freaked out because it, if I say I'm letting go of how it's going to happen and I'm not going to you know hold on to this future idea – because 99.9% of the world operates on that model. Mm, absolutely. Know? So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a absolutely. funny one. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the desire to, to be a teacher isn't gone and then let go yeah. and let it come. Exactly. It's understanding know? that because no one, you don't usually work that way. If you've got the desire yep. and there's a pathway yep. to take it no matter what, yep. you know, and even it's, if it's not working for you or yeah. if it's not doesn't feel like it's going to have the mm. yeah it's an interesting one i like it yeah it's and it's like like i said the 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 conditioning that we're all taught is if you want something you're going to have to work hard to get it and you're going to have to you know force and control and move shit and you know yeah and there's a difference between putting energy into something and working towards something and depleting yourself as a result of yes. doing that, you well know. Well said, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a good way to, um, you know, if you're feeling really, really drained yeah. of all of your energy, then perhaps, yeah, I've, you know, it's not happening the way that it should. I felt like a little child holding on to a, to a like a, a toy. And, oh, I get it, yeah. And I was getting a smack and being like, no, you're not having it. And, and then being reactive to that, no, and then being like, oh, okay. I'm just going to let it go of it. And then it's, it's painless then, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like you said, the energy and attention goes into what I'm doing now and then, then I'm becoming what I'm becoming anyway. Yeah, and so it's putting that energy into the things that make you feel good and to the things that – and that's what, if you continue to just put that energy into what makes you feel good and what makes you – and what makes you um, um, feel whole, I guess, mm. then – there's not a whole lot of pain to experience in that yeah. in that process. Like if you're doing what feels good, then it's, it's going to feel good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all fun and all enjoyable. Yeah, and that's yeah. you just keep taking those steps. Yeah, and if you're just joining us, folks, we're joined here today by Samara Ryan, life coach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> coachy. Yeah, no, it is. You're exactly right. And um, yeah, so how did, what were we talking about before that? Absolutely we no idea. I just went with what felt good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, we're talking no, about... No, we were just talking about bringing stuff into awareness. So yes. we spoke about the food, now we've spoken about you letting go mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Yeah. Let go of the food. Yeah. The moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, that, the, your one comes back to being, um, surfing your emotions. Yeah. And being with them and being like, okay, this is interesting. How, how much anxiety can I feel right now? How much um, sadness can I feel right now? That's using that curiosity yeah. in a in a different way, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than feeling like having to sit with those feelings has to be is a punishment. Yeah, it's an inquiry. How, how, like like it's you challenge it. You like bring it on. How bad does it get? Like how, what's the peak how, how of strong anxiety am I? for me? Yeah. You know, how how able am I to to be present with it? Because it's only when we're not present that we want to soothe. We're like, mm. there's something better in the future, you know, something, if I, if I have this, I'm going to change everything. But if you just sit with it and you're like, how, how, how much can it 
can it hurt me really? Yeah. And when you're aware of it and then it dissipates because you put all your attention on it and the light of your awareness dissolves. Yeah, I guess, yeah, see, and it's not trying to fill it with distraction. Like there was that process for me um, recently where I was like, what can I do instead? Mm. And I think, you know, if you just, like it's just replacing a bad habit with, distraction and avoidance so yeah. then you're then you're going to continue experiencing yeah that attachment and it's all learning right. and then it is learning and then not guilting yourself Woo. when you find yourself sitting on the lounge at the bottom of a bag of chips and yeah being like, oh i'm here again okay that's something that's changed <laughs> for me like not having attachment to this perceived outcome like we've mm. been talking about yeah. with anything like it's um yeah, it's it's definitely changing in its own little way for me, I suppose, with mm. um Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. It was there something you really just transcended that thought. Transcended <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It didn't you need to be said. You just fell, in, fell into a puddle of bliss and just Marishi. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great, see ya. Great, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. I love it. Mm. Amazing. Oh, well, now that I've seen your acting skills. You have, yes. Yeah, and um, you've made your is your debut. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what about Mick? How, how much how much stuff's Mick done? Um, he's done, well, so his, his journey is an interesting one. He was um, always brought up on sports and um, – and then as an adult was playing rugby overseas and come back and then landed in sort of the corporate world and a corporate world of sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, ticked a few boxes and bought a house and had the dog and the new cars in the driveway and appeared, you know, to society. That. Yeah. That, exactly. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that illusion of a success. Yeah. Um, and you know, that like his process, like a lot of us got to that point where we ticked all these boxes that we thought we had to. And the boxes didn't bring fulfillment. (gasps) Shocker. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert for anyone trying (laughs) to gain fulfillment by ticking boxes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great. See ya. Chuck the pen away. Yeah. Yeah, so he got um, to that point. I'm just we're just stealing his podcast, by the way, too. Yeah, and in the it. very background, the very background of all of that was this, um, you know, idea that he would like to explore acting, or that he knew that he enjoyed the little bits and pieces that had come into. He'd done like a bit of modelling and a bit of promo stuff, and mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, so. Yeah, he made a decision and he sold his house and he sold everything that he had and did everything that he could and moved to Melbourne and did a fully immersive act, went to acting school full time. Yeah. Um and that was the start of his journey. So from that, it's interesting, isn't it? The one thing I learned from his journey and about the acting world is that um Basically, to be an actor, you are signing up to this life of constant rejection mm. and comparison. Mm-hmm. And and so um, something that I think is great is that a lot of the courses around acting um, explore vulnerability and um, mm. the, the view you have of yourself and 
So like self-love and self-awareness and self-development is at the very core of acting because you need mm. to have a really strong sense of self sense of self to be able to walk into an audition and get told that you're wrong on so many different <laughs> levels yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the time. Like yeah. you're not blonde enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not yeah. buff enough, you're not tall enough, you're not like constantly, you know, yeah. like every room you go into the director or the casting agent or has an idea in their head of what they're looking for Mm. and if you're not that that's you're going to get rejected so it's being able to to sit with that and because if you couldn't you wouldn't be going back yeah it's a a cruel game (laughs) very it's a very cruel game yeah and it Mm. doesn't stop there so even when you get the gig and you're going through scenes you know you did you did that scene wrong you didn't say that properly you didn't do that properly you just Mm. constantly criticized and then if you're lucky enough to get through all that, then you get the public. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who come and attack you on social media. Exactly. And... Being an actor, they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep. Oh, being human. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that about? God. It's weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's, yeah, that's um, that's what I've got to look forward to in my acting career now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The weekend was a good one for me with that because we had to get something out in such a short time. You Mm. had no option but to be present the Mm. whole time. So there was like this amazing sense of achievement and satisfaction that come out of Mm. and like to see the power of being in that moment Mm. and not we didn't have time to worry about what it was going to look like at the end. We didn't have time to like consider whether or not we'd made a mistake in Mm-hmm. the story that we told or yep. none of that. We just had to go with whatever was happening in that exact moment. Mm-hmm. And there was this real high about yeah. it afterwards, like this yeah. real everyone was like so energised even mm-hmm. though we were exhausted and there'd been minimal sleep. And yeah. Um, but what I loved the about the weekend flow. was the synchronicity. Yeah. The synchronicity was mind-blowing. Mm. The things that happened like... Um, you know, without giving too much away, um, going to the races, like there's a character that was going to the races. Mm. Um, and as he was walking along, there was a group of people sitting on the chair, um, sitting on a park bench in Mm. suits who had been to the races. Yeah. So they looked like extras yeah. of our film, but in fact they were just placed there yeah. by divine, <laughs> divine energy. Yeah. There was race goers that played perfectly into our scene. Yeah. Like, and things like that just happened the mm. whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. It's very good. Very. Yeah, creativity. Creativity. And when everyone's in that same mode. Oh, it's the best feeling. It is the best feeling ever. Mm. Yeah, it was such an amazing group of people that come together and worked so well. How many people were doing it? Seven all together for the whole weekend from start to finish. There were seven people involved. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So like that's set design, costumes, filming, sound, booms, acting, like location. Editing. Editing, 
Like yeah, did seven, you get do you get people? Do you get your opinion in on the editing as well? No, but like I have a massive amount of trust in. I've seen what the yeah, work yeah, yeah, that they've yeah. done, so yeah. I had no reason to want to take any control or fear what the outcome. I just was wanted to be. know if your status as an actress was because if you get control over act, act editing, that means you got a bit more status. Oh, so <laughs> Mick, Mick got Mick was had input on the yeah, editing. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, a hierarchy right there for you. You're working you. up to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can have dreams of having editing rights later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And my own room. I was very diva actually. I fit I fit the profile quite well. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, fun times. Cool. Go out and do those projects if you were if there's anything out there. Anything out there that you've been considering doing yes, and um, and you weren't too sure about it, you weren't too sure about exploring it, just do it. Deal with the emotion of that afterwards. Get into it. Get into it. Take action. Have a crack. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, I'm going to wrap it up. Spogans and Spadies out. Spogans and Spadies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Chamara. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat again. Thank you, darling. Until next time, Maharishi. Maharishi. Great. See ya. Great. See ya. (laughs) 